0: This list is a celebration of beautiful disasters. Those moments when pro wrestling is so bad it's actually the most entertaining thing you've ever seen. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a train wreck or 10. I'm Andy from What Culture Wrestling and here are 10 terrible wrestling matches you must watch. Number 10, Rebel vs. Shelly Martinez from TNA One Night Only, Knockouts Knockdown, 2016. There aren't many wrestling matches where if you hear two iconic words, your mind immediately takes you to the match itself. Double turn is obviously Bret Hart vs. Steve Austin. Double Cross is The Rock versus Steve Austin from Mania 17. If you're an old fogey like me, I quit is Terry Funk vs Ric Flair, or if you aren't an old fogey, maybe it's something like John Cena vs JBL. Seven stars, well, that's Omega vs Okada. But this one, well, this one outdoes them all. If you want to know what made the phrase my vag so iconic years before Nia Jax and her whole, then watch Shelly Martinez vs Rebel, a match that is simply too awful. To earnestly criticise and a classic of the good-bad genre deserving of being mounted on a plinth and displayed in a museum. Rebel, who isn't exactly Manami Toyota herself, would have been better off wrestling a pillowcase full of melted cheese. Number 9. Enzo Amore vs Sylvester LaFort from NXT TakeOver Fatal four way. We don't talk enough about how bizarre Carmella's introduction to WWE television was, as it saw her lose her job at a beauty salon because those dopes, Enzo and Big Cass, well, they accidentally dropped a bucket of hair removal cream on a poodle. It's gloriously weird, and it led to this one of the uh, less celebrated matches of the early takeover era. Built primarily around Amore working over LaForte's ponytail. Thing, this hair-versus-hair match is worth revisiting for the window dressing as much as anything else. LaForte lost, but he legged it before he could become baldified, leaving tag-team partner Marcus Louis to take the bucket in his absence, then embark on a bewildering run as a gurning, rafter-lurking creep gone insane through his newfound hairlessness. And frankly, it's the closest thing wrestling has had to Gollum since, well, probably me. Actually, number eight, Goldberg versus the Fiend from WWE Super Showdown 2020. If you're a big fan of Bray Wyatt, and there's a lot of you out there, then chances are you probably aren't going to want to revisit this, as it's essentially a major league burial of the Fiend. But the way Bill Goldberg completely no sells Bray's spookiest creation, even after the match itself, is quite the sight. You have to wonder, asked Michael Cole. Does Goldberg sense the Fiend? He was desperately trying, of course, to cover for Goldberg, who was completely blanking Wyatt, who had risen up behind him, trying to save some heat after a pretty embarrassing defeat. That Bray may or may not have sandbagged Goldberg on perhaps the worst jackhammer ever for the finish makes it even more absurd. The Fiend was wearing a boo-boo face that not even his wacky mask could hide. Number 7. Al Snow vs. The Big Boss Man WWE unforgiving. In 1999. Look, this one's simple. This is a steel cage match, where the dogs that were supposed to be there to rip and tear the wrestlers to shreds in this heated, bitter rivalry were more concerned with f***ing sh** and yes, f***ing, than showing any sign of aggression. And it was built on a storyline that was at first built around Big Boss Man stealing Al Snow's dog, then finished on him serving poor Pepper to Al for dinner. I mean, what else do you need to know? It's an intergalactic omni-shambles destined to fill videos like this forever. You really need it in your life. Number 6. The Chamber of Horrors WCW Halloween Havoc 1991 How do you contrive to make such generational wrestlers as Sting, The Steiners, Vader, and Mick Foley labor through one of the worst matches in history all the same time. Chamber of Horrors, baby. A steel cage stuffed with coffins and other weapons, the chamber's centrepiece was an electric chair, you know, like the ones they used to execute people. And a team's only real path to victory was literally simulating an execution. That's a bad start, but the finish made it even worse. This is what really makes it an all-timer. Cactus Jack intended to fry Rick Steiner, who was on the other side. But he didn't fry Rick Steiner, he cooked Abdullah the Butcher, who was on his own team and ended up flopping around like a dying fish. This thing is a disaster, and you gotta watch it. Number 5. DX vs. The Brothers of Destruction from WWE Crown Jewel 2018 Kane's wig falls off, mate. I don't really know what else I need to say. But on a more serious note, that Triple H suffered a brutal pectoral injury in this match only emphasizes that it really shouldn't have happened. Nonetheless, if you're a fan of schadenfreude, watch this thing. It is a deeply regrettable botch-addled fumbler from four of the biggest names in WWE history. They were old, they were out of practice, and this is a professional embarrassment. It's a laughable match, both in the bad sense and the good bad sense, and to be honest, they kind of deserve the mockery. So fire it up one more time and revisit Kane's mask falling from his head along with his wig. Number four, Buff Bagwell versus Positively Canyon from WCW New Blood Rising. Rest in peace to Judy Bagwell, beloved mother of Buff who passed away on the 5th of November 2021, leaving behind a perverse wrestling legacy highlighted by this. The most legendarily bad stipulation on the most legendarily bad pay-per-view from a promotion that, at its worst, was the most legendarily bad in mainstream wrestling history. Here's Judy on a forklift. The X on a pole format taken to ridiculous extremes, this match saw Canyon and Mrs. Bagwell's baby boy fight it out for the right to free Judy from her forklift and claim her services as manager. And, spoiler alert, it ended with Buff untying his mother from the forklift, leaning in for a hug, while the words I'm so sexy were pumping out from his entrance theme. It was a coincidence funnier than anything even WCW's clownish late-era creative creative could have concocted and it's got an interference from David Arquette, okay? It just makes it even weirder. Number three, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan from WWE SummerSlam at 2005. Hilarious, hilarious overselling. That's what you're getting here. As Shawn Michaels, pissed off at having to lose to Hulk Hogan, bumped around like a rag doll for even the slightest gust of wind. It's a complete piss take, this thing. As Michaels visibly peeved at the decision to have Hulk go over, decided to fling himself around the ring as if the aging Hogan had thunder in his fists, and springs at the end of his boots. It's hilarious, and it's a tremendous example of wrestling politics at its absolute funniest. Number two, Jenna Maraska versus Charmel from TNA Victory Road, 2009. The spiritual successor to Rebel vs Shelly Martinez, this thing was a disaster. Jenna Morasca was a former Survivor competitor wrestling in her first match. That Awesome Kong supposedly trained her for this ended up being one of the funniest things that TNA has ever scripted, because, jeez, I swear to god, I have never seen anyone so lost, even on her way to the ring, let alone inside of it. This is a discombobulated, confused mess of just weird movements, botches, dead body selling, the worst attempt at a catch I've maybe ever seen, sorry Kong, and poor old Earl Hebner, stuck in the middle. It's terrible. But that's why it's fantastic. And at number one, The Giant versus Hulk Hogan from WCW Halloween Havoc 1995. Paul White technically fought twice. First of all, he lost to Hulk Hogan in a rooftop sumo monster truck match contested atop a building, in which the giant was sent pummeling from the roof to the ground below. Hogan committed murder, and the giant no-sold it. Cool! No-selling death, the Dungeon of Doom's biggest, beefiest boy returned on the same show, Wrestling Hulk, for the WCW title in the main event. The Giant won the WCW title on his first night because, well, this happened. Tony Schiavone's call of the Yeti became accidentally iconic almost immediately. A shambling disaster of a character, the Yeti, who was a mummy, not Bigfoot, helped the Giant Eiffel Tower his way to the gold in a work, of accidental genius.